everybody, and welcome to a triumphant Wild Ride with Steve-O. It doesn't get much more triumphant than simultaneously being the champion of the world in two different weight divisions in the UFC, like this week's guest, Daniel Cormier. Man, I love this guy. I'm such a fan, and I mean, what an honor to have him. Plus, we get into it. It gets juicy. His ongoing beef with John Jones, man, couldn't believe what I was hearing out of the guy. It's crazy. And if any two people know about getting beat up, it's me and Daniel Cormier. He knows a little more about beating other people up, but all the same, when it comes to a night's sleep, we need to take care of our precious bodies, man. And you know how I do that? With my mattress from helixsleep.com. I love my mattresses from helixsleep.com. I have them on my bed at my house, on my bed, on my tour bus, on my bed in my warehouse. Dude, every bed I have is decked out with mattresses from helixsleep.com because they are that good. Why are they that good? Because they're customized for you specifically. You go to helixsleep.com, you take a very quick and easy two-minute quiz to match you up with the perfect mattress for you and your partner if you have two people sleeping in bed. I'm telling you, it's the best. Plus, if you go to helixsleep.com slash stevo, then automatically you're going to get up to $200 off of any mattress you buy, and you'll get two free pillows with it. What a deal. What a great company. And there is no risk whatsoever because you get to try this mattress for a full 100 nights. And if you don't love it, you get your money back. Plus, they will pick it up for you. But take it from me. You're going to love it. So go to helixsleep.com slash Stevo right now. And let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Cormier. My yeah, man. dude. People, how you doing, bud? Dude, I'm great, man. What an honor to have you. Um, and and thank you, man. Like we get to do each other's podcasts. Yeah. So, uh, if you're listening to this one first, go straight to to your. So what's yep. that one called? You have like a million well, shows. We're just starting it. Like we're just starting. It's oh. called multifaceted because everybody kind of sees me as the fighter, right? But there's so many different levels to who I am. You know, I'm outside of the commentary in the fight game, but like. I love everything. I love, yeah. I mean, outside of sports, you know, like video games and, and, and okay. comic books and all kinds of other shits. So I want to show that side of myself. I, I love it, man. I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I think that I, yeah, I'm driving over here. Like, just, I'm so impressed by all of the commentators for the UFC. Yeah. You know, I mean, the way, like, is it just so satisfying when you're breaking down what's going on in a fight and you're like, okay, now he's going to move over onto his left hip. He's going <laughs> to, you know, like with, and, and precisely what you say is exactly what unfolds. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because when I first started, I would do that and it would happen a lot. As I've gotten a little bit further away from competing, it doesn't happen as much on point. Now, Tony Romo was going through the same stuff. Romo would say, oh, this guy's in the cover two defense. You're going to look for him to go to number 82 over here. But you got to remember, Romo was in quarterback meetings six months prior, just as I was in the gym every single day so I could kind of see what was going to happen. But as you get away from it, you're less accurate with those predictions as to what's happening. I think you're giving yourself a hard time. <laughs> it's always fascinating when you guys are like, oh, he's got it. He's got the lock. It's yeah. like he always taps as well, soon as you guys commit to that. Sometimes, sometimes you get... You get excited. You know, me and Rogan both. I'm like, oh, it's over. It's over. Yeah. And it happens or it doesn't happen. Like it's like it's fun, right? It's it, it's it's a great job, man. And you know, we we're we're calling the fights and we see you guys out there. Dad. You guys are like geeking the out the whole time. Dad, You're I, just geeking. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I'm I'm there when the seats are empty. I did. I can't we, believe how early you show up. We, <laughs> we were in Maui yesterday, and he's at the at the poolside bar watching the UFC fight at the poolside bar. That, that was two days ago, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy says, man, Dana White loves you, dude. You're here on vacation just, like, buried in the iPad watching the fight. You fights. know what's crazy, though? It's like, it's like you're watching, and you're not watching the greatest fight card. 
These are five cards that if you're gonna kind of pack it in for one, maybe it's this one. Uh, but but I, I don't miss them. You don't miss them. I don't. I don't. I, I watch them all. And I, one of your former opponents was in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? She Who's got robbed. Oh, Holly Holm. <laughs> yeah, oh. Holly Holm. Oh, that's right. You, I, know, I forgot you know, I that. I thought to uh, to post when Holly Holm beat me right. up. But uh, dude, that that really was awful, man. What's what do we got to do with the judging? So so Steve. So so here's the thing, Steve. I made a video yesterday on my YouTube and I spoke about the unjust judging and how even for a guy like me that has done all this is so confused as to what I'm watching because I got it wrong. But then a smart man named Ben Cartlidge, he's a guy from England, he sends me all these criteria. So here's what he told me. If Holly Holm has control for three minutes and 45 seconds. Well, I mean, she had over 10 minutes of she control did, time. She did, over five minutes. But in that round, say round three, which is essentially right. what it came down to. If you and I are fighting, Steve, and I'm like holding you up against the side of the octagon, I push you and I'm winning, and then you get me with a good shot, because that, that damage outweighs control, that essentially is what the round should be judged on, which is absurd. But... That's like I guess that's the judging criteria now. That's how the criteria were. Do you well, think there should be more than three judges? I think it. I think that would just cause more confusion. If three can't yeah. get it right, like mm. I think it's one judge. Let's go to oh. one judge. Yeah. Right. Think about that. Go to one person to decide who wins the fight. Because when you do three, like one somebody has like yeah, I know. fights are like it's 49-46 one guy, yeah. 48-47 one, then 48-47 the other one. So it's like nobody's yeah. watching the same fight. Right. Mm. That Holly Holm fight was a good example because one judge had it 30-27. Yeah. And then the other two had it 29-28. Um, it, it, it's just insanity. Now, I saw your tweet after that fight, and you said, oh, I got it wrong. <laughs> like, that's pretty, you know, they, that, that's taking the high road. Saying, yeah. Saying you got it wrong because I think that, that the entire world oh, thought that, she that, won. That, that, that Holly won. Yeah. You know, it was like, first off, the... Uh, Jung Young Park beat Eric yeah. Anders. And I was like, oh, Eric Anders won the fight. And then Jung Young Park won. I was like, well, I was wrong. Jung Young Park won. Right. Yeah, that's right. And then Holly won. Wrong again. <laughs> then I go wrong again. Mm. I mean, I guess I don't know what I'm watching. You know, it's like, it's a it's a weird and And thing. I, I saw Ariel tweeted after that card that he he now cannot think of any reason why any fighter would not want open scoring yeah meaning that like, as you go into each round it's it's announced, uh, announced. Yeah. like what, what the the scorecards read yeah i don't i don't mm. i don't agree actually i don't like open scoring i don't like the idea of open scoring i really don't i think that if you do so all right steve you're not a guy that likes to like play it safe <laughs> right. Yeah, right but if you go uh after the first round uh it's it's 10-9 steve-o second right. round 2018, Steve, you're like, yo, all I got to do is not get knocked out. So now you're so safe right. through five minutes. It becomes right. not a good fight. Mm. It's like, then you're so safe because, but then it also puts the, 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 the pressure on the other more, guy. More right? So Yeah. I mean, I think that you got to always assume, especially now, that you have to win all you know yeah. like you got you got you, you can't ever assume that, that you're they okay. used to always say don't leave it in the hands of the judges and everybody's like that's a lot easier to say than it is to do but like now you should not leave it in the hands of the judges because right. it's so inconsistent like yeah it's too inconsistent yeah do you so. miss do you miss fighting you know on days like this because today was the seven-year anniversary when i won my first title right uh -huh. i beat anthony johnson on uh, I don't know if today's the 23rd. Is today the 23rd? Today's the 23rd. Yeah, May 23rd, 2015, right? Whoa. So then I started getting, like, just all this, like, on this day, and I see myself walking out, and there's, like, me in the back before the fight, and I'm like, wow. It takes you back to that moment. Right. And there's no moment like that. Like, no matter what I do in this life, like, nothing will ever match. Walking out. Oh, dude. It's like... It's like the greatest. Like, if there's a drug in the world that was like the most amazing, there's nothing like it ever. Because when you're back there, so it's like stages. So you leave your hotel and it's like all day long, you're like doing shit to try to occupy yourself from remembering that someone wants to kill you. Kick your ass tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? So get into a fight. Like it's whatever. Like I got into a fight with a guy. But like, because it happens right there. There's no time to think about it. 
Well, in these championship fights, which I fought 10 straight to end my career, right? I've got 12 weeks to think of a guy that wants to kill me. The toughest, baddest guy. So all day you're like trying to keep your mind off of the idea that somebody wants to kick your ass. Then as the time starts to get closer, you start trying to find ways to calm yourself. I would listen to gospel music. All <laughs> afternoon, gospel music. That day? All afternoon, Saturday. Gospel music. Yolanda Adams became my favorite artist of all time. <laughs> they would come to get me. And then it's, it's sad because everybody's hugging you. Like all your family, like my wife, my children. I walk over and I'm kissing my kids g goodbye because they didn't go to the fights for a long time. My nephews and cousins are all like hugging me. And then they say good luck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like good luck. I'm like, if luck has to be involved here, I'm in trouble. Right. right? My preparation should dictate what's going to happen. Right. You get to that arena and I'm telling you every single time I would think to myself, how many times did I go left when I should have went right to end up here? Because you question like, God dang, man, this dude's like a scary dude. And then I would go into the arena. I always snuck back into the arena through the back so that I can feel the energy of the crowd just to kind of like feel that like to before because you don't want that first burst to be when you walk through that curtain, right. especially last. Right. I was like, I was the last guy on as the champion, you're yeah. the last fight of the night, the last guy to walk. So this crowd, you know, I mean, you've been there from fight one yeah. to fight 12. The energy's a bit right. low, but by the main event, that shit's like, right. it's played up. And uh, you're back there and you hear your music and it's like, uh, it was like I had a Tupac song as I had to start, Ride on Our Enemies. When we ride on our enemies, <laughs> it would play like a clip of that. And then Lil Wayne right above it would play. And there's a lady that was like, you walk in five, four, three, and you're just on this mark. And then you just start making that walk. And the moment you hit that curtain, and that's why the UFC does it better than anybody, because you come through the crowd, right? Yeah. Like everybody's waving down at you, yeah. trying to touch you, and the mm -hmm. guy's like walking through that sea of people. Fucking amazing. What are you thinking about when you walk through there? Just like I run. I always sad. ran. I never walked because I didn't want that moment to like be too big. It's like too much to just take it all in. So I would run. I ran to the octagon every time. Like not once I've got, I've gotten over the fear now. <laughs> like when you guys do those stunts, like you got to be scared. And then once yeah. you're like, fuck it, I'm doing it. <clears throat> you're over it. You want to just do it. Right. So after a point, I got, I've gotten over that fear of the moment, and I'm like, I'm ready. So I'm gonna run there and go and do it. So yeah. And I would run. And I would run to the octagon and then I just walk in there and then they close that, that door and there's like a pin. They drop that pin, 18,000, 20,000, everybody's rah, the energy. You can feel it going through your feet. And when they drop that pin, you can freaking hear it. I can still hear it. Wow. Every time. Overall that I can hear that pin, bink, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be him or me now. <laughs> what's what's the, the pin on, on the bell? It locks Dude, the gate. No, it locks no, the, the cage. Because you know okay. guys have fallen out before. Right, right, like it, right. Mm -hmm. It locks the gate. That yeah, pin I, locks the gate. I was trying to figure it out. They, they don't have a, a bell. They do. It's a clapper. <laughs> right, 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 right. That little clapper for 10 seconds. Okay. Can you even hear that when you're in there? You can hear it. You, you know it's 10 you seconds? You can hear a lot, actually. Yeah, you can hear a lot. You can hear quite a bit in there. But everything's moving like a thousand miles a minute. You ever hear any celebrities yell shit out? You're like, fuck, I know that guy. While you're fighting, like, so I remember fighting Stipe and I looked down and like MGK's right there. I'm like, this fucking guy's probably rooting for Stipe. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, from he's from Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, I was like, he's from That's Cleveland. That's what you're thinking about I mean, in there. Yeah. Like, Stipe always walk out to, to MGK his song music. too. Yep. Yeah, 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 it was cool, right? It was a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, a good thing. That's cool. That's a good yeah, experience. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you find out that that John Jones popped for performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Like, are you just like, performance enhancing drugs are a real thing, man. And you know, sometimes these athletes are testing positive for them because they're innocently using a supplement that they think is going to help them. But obviously they're using crappy supplements if they test positive for illegal drugs that would never happen with the greatest supplement in the world which is athletic greens and baby i use it every day because it fills in all of the gaps in my diet and sadly there are some pretty big gaps in my diet these days but man it's like convenient and comprehensive daily nutrition in a delicious serving that has 
75 vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, adaptogens, probiotics. I'm telling you, this stuff helps your gut health. It helps your brain health. It just makes you healthy, and it's delicious. I use it every day, and if you go to athleticgreens.com slash stevo, then you're going to get an entire year's supply of immune-boosting vitamin D plus five different pouches with comprehensive, convenient daily nutrition. I'm telling you, go to athleticgreens.com slash stevo. I use it every day. It makes me a better person. Now, let's talk about John Jones testing positive. I mean, and, and, and what happens? Does that, does, Are you that, referring does, that, does that defeat stay on your record even though he, he broke the rules? So the first time when he, he beat me, uh, it was like cocaine, right? So they right. didn't, they didn't suspend him for that. Like he's like, was that the clip that when Dana White went backstage to tell oh you that my was that? God, no, that was UFC 200. That was that was like the fourth time we were scheduled to fight. You know, me and John were scheduled to fight five times. We only fought twice because mm. some shit always kept happening. One time I got hurt. Then he tested positive for ster for that was at UFC 200. That's like, when Dana went back Wednesday. and told you behind yeah, the scenes. Like, he's like, he's like, dude, can I see you? And I'm like, for what? And I was like, what do I need to come over? He's like, you got to come to the MGM right now. And I was like, okay. We're like in the bowels of the building, and he's like, dude, Jones tested positive. I could not believe it. I literally was like, when you lose to someone, all you can think about, especially for a guy like me, is to get back to that guy. Right. So to get back to him, I was like, finally. And then that happened. And then I fight Anderson Silva, which is crazy. And then, um, so then the following year, we fought in Anaheim and mm -hmm. he beat me. And, that, and to your question, um, I kind of come to terms with it, right? Like I cried in the octagon. Like you, I, I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember. Your explanation after the fact, I just respected it so much. You said, yeah, I cried because I care that much. That much. You know, yeah. like like if you care about something that much, that that's what that's what happens. And it, I, yeah. I gotta tell you, I, I, I just remember thinking, dude, I respect that so much, man. Thank like you. that people don't really like people like so here's the thing, like a lot of people cry in death, right? Because they love something so much. You love that person <clears throat> that's not gonna be here anymore so much that you start to cry and you're breaking down well when, with me it was like losing was like death like yeah. that's how much i hated losing like plus i put every single bit of my being into preparing myself to win that fight mm -hmm. so to lose like that and then rogan asked me he goes uh dc one of the greatest rivalries I, it's not a rivalry if he wins both fights yeah right like even in that where i, 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 still, I was there i still don't remember like, I don't remember doing the interview. I don't remember. Uh, I literally don't remember from when he kicked me until I woke up. Like, I was in the ambulance, and I was like, whoa, what the hell? I had, I guess I had, man. like, a concussion. It was, like, probably seven to ten minutes that I I will never regain in my life. Mm. And uh, I, know, I know Rogan caught, caught some heat. He did, but it's okay, though. Let him do his right. job. Like, I, I'm, okay, <clears throat> I'm okay with it, right? right? So everybody else should be okay with it. Right. Because I think it, it showed a side of me that it... it in my most beat down moment, that's who I am. Like I right. wear my heart on my sleeves and I wanna I wanna win. Right. And so I go to Hawaii four weeks after. Like four weeks after. I'm like finally because I don't like I said, I deal with it like that. I don't come outside for like a month. I had a flight back to San Jose. I drove home. I was like, there's no way I could show my face in the in the airport. I'm embarrassed wow. Wow. that I would let that happen to me. So I put my family in the car and my manager drove me home. Uh, I go to Hawaii on vacation and I start seeing Dana calling me and I'm like, wait, for a while all Dana gave was great news. Hey, yo, I'm going to give you a million dollars. You guys did so well. I'm giving you all this money. I'm like, okay. And then, but then he had started to become the bearer of bad news and he calls me and he goes, DC. I'm like, yeah. He goes, where are you? I was like, I'm in Hawaii. I was like, I'm going on, I'm on vacation. He goes, fuck. I go, what's up? He goes, fucking po He tested positive again. And I was like, What? He was like, Daniel, he was like, he tested positive again. And I go, so what does this mean? He goes, you're the champion. 
I was like, I lost. I was there. Like I was, the, I was there. I lost uh, the fight. Of course. Yeah, I was I'm like, such an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> of course that's what happened. I said, yeah. I go, yeah. I go, I, I lost. And and he goes, he tested positive on the Friday before. So, so does does that mean that he <clears throat> loses his purse as well See, as? See, so that that was always my biggest issue, Steve. Because when we were fighting, I was thirty. I mean, two thousand eight. 17 that would I would have been 38 years old but the guy's like 10 years younger than me so every time he tested positive they would suspend him for a year but he's a kid he's like 25 years old you get a year off with all your money it's like oh it's only time right mm -hmm. it's only time it's like it's only time when you have all the time in the world if I got suspended for a year at 38 now it's a real problem because I come back and I'm 39 years old he comes back he's 28 years old 29 years old like it was only time and that's where the biggest issues for me lie in that whole situation. Have you guys like squashed the beef? I Fuck feel like it's no. it's like Rocky and Apollo. <laughs> you still no, we don't talk to each other. <clears throat> is it just, is it hard? Would it be hard calling his fights? I haven't. I haven't called his fight since. Wow. Would, I don't, I I mean, don't call his fights. Will you? I don't know. I don't think so. Do you purposely not call his fights, I, or it I, just I, hasn't yeah, happened? I usually just don't do it. You just say it because I don't want to put myself in a situation where he can, even if I feel. I, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I feel like I have to go too far in one direction mm. to show that I'm not harboring bad emotion towards him for our situations. And right. I don't right. necessarily, I definitely don't want to be on the opposite side where I'm shitting on the guy when he's the guy that's out there competing. So Fair. I just think that it's unfair to not only him, but to put myself in that situation to do that when we've got so many talented uh broadcasters can do it so Dude, i respect that so much man. yeah um i mean you guys catch a lot i mean I, I feel like i'm seeing it more and more frequently that fighters are like pissed at the commentators you know, like saying that you're biased you're rooting against them and all, all anyone can think is like dude doesn't change the fact that you lost the fight <laughs> you, you know lost. <laughs> yeah tony ferguson right. was mad at me he's, right. always, he's like you and rogan are gonna shit on you because i'm like bro it, you're saying that we don't talk positive about you, but right, you got beat five rounds against Justin Gaethje. He hadn't he hadn't won, won a round. round. He hadn't you, won a round in in a long time. You, you were there, right? Oh, it, the first time in Jacksonville yeah. with no people. I mean, the, the you can hear the punches on TV. How crazy were the punches in person? Justin beat him bad, bro. Yeah, he, and it changed him forever. Because remember, he was still on that win streak when he fought. Right, Gaethje. right, right. And right. then he's shaking his head. I'm like, oh my god, when he was like, right. like he, was, that, he, was, that was, he was just beat down. That that was one that got uh, it got called like ten seconds away from the end of the fight. Yeah, or something, he, he just like, got beat up for 25 minutes. Yeah. It was hard to watch, mm -hmm. but it was different. It was like there was nobody there. It was like yeah. even now, like you go to the Apex, there's people. There's like 200 people right. in there. And in Jacksonville, there was zero people. It was empty. And I went to the bathroom at one point, and there was like an usher there. And I was like, yo, can I get a hot dog, son? He's like, <laughs> the session's closed. <laughs> he was just sitting there. I was so like, funny. what are you doing here? He was just a lone usher just in the fucking dark, sitting there. The fighters were walking out into complete dark. Me, Rogan, and Anik were eight feet apart with right. pain glass uh -huh. in front of us. It's just the oddest. I could not believe they got Rogan to go there, but it's like right. if Dana asks him, he just he, he goes. It, yeah. uh, was it, it was it more enjoyable for you watching those fights with no crowd, or is it the excitement of the crowd a big? We actually thing? sat there afterwards, going, "Could I say something?" It's like what? It's not that bad. <laughs> it's actually yeah. not that bad. It adds a different layer to the fight. But then when we got back in front of fans, you're like, okay, now right. I know right, why. Right, yeah. And dude, that that first card with fans was also in Jacksonville. Did you go? I didn't go, oh, but God, was went. that the best? <laughs> dude, that was the most. I got goosebumps thinking about what that. What was the one. fight? That was the one Usman where knocked out Usman Mas knocked out Mas uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, oh my God, and Weidman's leg oh. was on that card. <laughs> and uh, did wasn't Thug Rose? Oh yeah, it was Rose Namajunas. Did. Was that when she head kicked Zhang Wei Li? She kicked Zhang Wei Li in the dude. head. Yeah, but well, this it, guy, it's impressive, dude. I mean, he just on the callback. He actually <laughs> remembered better than me. I don't even remember all yeah, these fights dude, on the top. I'm sitting here humiliated, asking if uh, his defeat got overturned. <laughs> A long time ago, <laughs> five years. Was, the fuck was that, dude? That was the dumbest thing I've ever said on this <laughs> uh, podcast. Five years ago, right? Oh, right. Long time, five years. You must have said something dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Now, uh, you know what, what, what 
what else is is just really really impressive and and notable i think the fact that they your career you were a heavyweight yes you went down to lightweight for only one reason yeah because you didn't want to find yourself competing against kane velasquez yes that's yeah. fucking unbelievable you know because when i got to aka kane was the man right he was on the rise he was about to become the champion if you know, because you've watched it. Like, there was no one like Kane. I mean, 2009, 10, 11, yeah. there was no one like Kane. Um, and he just helped me. As an Olympian that was coming into his gym, not once did he view me as, like, an enemy or anything. Like, you see it now right. with fighters all the time. Right. Amanda Nunes just left her gym because Kayla Harrison started to rise. Right? I got to number three in the world, and Kane still helped me. We were, like, yeah. right on the cusp. And when it was time to renegotiate with the UFC, Dana goes... He goes, what are you going to do? He goes, you're number three now. He goes, and there are a lot of situations where we don't worry about it. He goes, but you two are too good to not fight. So what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to go down to 205. But he Man. just asked. He was like, you guys are going to fight. He goes, we're not, we're not going to be able to keep you away from each other. And then because of that, I started to make my way down. It was a... Uh, it was uh, it was it was hard, but it was it was good. It was a good decision. It made it made for my career to add layers to it. Well, I mean, champ, champ. Yeah, then, right? <laughs> and along with it become champ, champ, right? Yeah, like, which is Hamzat. Yeah, Kamaru. Yeah, Kamaru is out for a year, and so that hand, probably hand surgery. Yeah, so he's out recovering from that. So interim fight for Kobe Covington fucked me up for saying. Hamzat, <laughs> you know I can't. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say that disrespect. <laughs> but Kobe Covington's name, I, it's like uh, I can't. I, don't, I want to be very careful how I say his name. But who would he fight in the interim for uh, Kobe? Right? Or no, that, that's a tough situation. I don't think they're doing interim. Yeah, because Kamaru's been so active that I think that you wait for Kamaru. Even if Plus, it's a year. I don't think that. I think that I had a, heard a rumor recently that he was looking at like August. No, I don't know if he's ready by August, but if he's looking at August, what if it's September, October, right? Like, right. he's still back again. Well, I, I think that the what Kamara just said publicly was that uh, he thinks anybody who's going to get a title shot next has to go through Colby Covington. And I think yeah. that that makes a lot of sense. Colby Covington has been 1A for a long time. Yeah, because he... Dude's a killer, man. If not, if there was no Kamara Usman, he'd, he'd be the be champion best. of the world. Right. He would be the champ and still right. talk to Kobe. He thinks he won both fights. Yeah. He got stopped in the no, first he, fight. <laughs> I, I broke your face. Yeah. Kobe will tell you he won both fights, though. Right. Um, I mean, they did the first one, it was a stoppage. So, of course, he didn't. But if, but had it not been a stoppage... It like, was close, 2-2 two 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 in yeah. the fifth round, right? Yeah. It was yeah. a, lot, a great fight. The first fight was a lot closer. and uh, You didn't think the second fight was very close? If they, he won 3-2 on all the cards. It was 48-47 across the board. It just was slower. I think that's why, right? Because Covington yeah. was a little bit smarter in his approach. That's why yeah. he didn't get hurt as bad. But it's like right. it was a bit slower because Kobe wasn't pressuring him as much as he did the first time. Maybe I'm just thinking that the first one was just such a the better fight. The first one, was the, it was a better fight. It was such it a was good fun. fight. Yeah. Um, and and, and th that one, like, you, you can't do an interim there because you can't give Colby a third title a shot, and because, right? Well, like, well, right now, it's it's Leon Edwards, right, who has now been undefeated in 11 straight fights. The guy has the worst luck. He yeah. has the worst luck. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. And he's a sweetheart. He's, he's a great guy. He's yeah. a sweetheart, Nice man. guy. Why does he have bad luck? Huh? He had bad What's luck. Bad he had luck? COVID before a fight. Oh, okay. He fucking, well, like, the his economy fight was shut down. He was supposed to be in London. Yeah. And, and then the, the week of. Yeah. The week of the, the pandemic. The like shutdown. The, Why wouldn't you have Kobe and Eon and, and Leon Edwards? So, is, is, so, so who's Le is it Leon and Hamzat? No, it's Leon and Kamaru. So Leon has now been promised his title fight. Okay. If I'm Leon Edwards, I am not fighting. I'm not smiling. <laughs> like, there's no chance, right? Yeah. Like, do not risk it. Like, you have a title fight against a yeah. guy that you've actually fought before. He fought Usman right. before. Yeah, yeah, that's so, his last loss. Last loss was against Usman way <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, and he's way better since then. He's way better. So Le it would have to be Leon and Hamza, but if I'm Team Edwards, I'm going, no. I'm going to wait for right. Kamaru Usman. I'm Me. not. Because... 
Dude, right. think about this. You talked about his luck in like the COVID happening all this. But what about the Nate Diaz situation where he beats he Nate Diaz for 23 minutes right. and he gets rocked? He got rocked. And all we talked about afterwards was, yo, did you see Nate? They like <laughs> rocked his ass. Like, like he uh, became the story. Yeah. Right. Oh, so they're making Nate Diaz and Ham's that. Pretty safe to say that even your grandma's heard of Nate Diaz because he's that big of a star. And you know what I heard about him? Is that he rides a bicycle a hundred miles. Like it's no big deal whether he's in training or not. And when I heard that, I was intimidated by the idea. But I'm not intimidated of riding up to 45 miles on a bicycle at up to 28 miles per hour on a four to six hour charge because it's an e-bike. And what kind of an e-bike can deliver that performance? It's called Electric, baby. Electric e-bikes. And they're the first company to make e-bikes affordable and i'm telling you the tribe has spoken man because this is like the most popular and most environmentally friendly way better than a car gets you back on the bike man get in shape i'm telling you it's 799 bucks these bikes are starting from it's the most affordable perhaps the only affordable e-bike on the market and if you go to electric ebikes.com that's l e c t r i c e b i k e s.com use the promo code stevo then they will gift you a free folding mountable bike lock for your electric e-bike. I use them. I love hauling ass on those things. My buddy Poopies and I, we uh, we jousted with them. Had a blast. And I'm telling you, join the revolution because they're saving the world. And you know I love companies that save the world. So go to electricebikes.com, use the promo code Stevo, jump on that deal, jump on that bike, and save the world. Now, let's get back to it. As Nate that's Diaz's what we last saw. Fight. That's what we saw on on the Ryan uh, on Clark the, on the war, war room wall. Oh my god, Ryan Clark, my guy with that does the yeah, ESPN yeah, yeah, show yeah. with me. They got this show called The Pivot with uh, Fred Taylor and Channing Channing Crowder, and they interviewed Dana, and somehow they get the matchup wall. They, like the UFC is usually pretty good yeah. about making sure you don't get the matchup wall. I don't know how they did that, but I think because of that, <clears> now that fight's gonna be like it's in trouble. Oh yeah, well because, because I think because it was like kind of not done, and then right, it was like right, public. Right. So. And then so that gives the fighters a lot of leverage, and their managers go apeshit. I truly really believe that it should be Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. Oh, I think so yeah. too. It should be Nate and Conor finish but, the trilogy, especially but, if Nate's about once right, to leave. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but then, are you going to have Michael Chandler and, and Conor? Is that just talking shit? I did this thing the other day where I said I know who he should fight, but I know who he's going to fight. He should fight Nate. He's going to fight Chandler. That, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I think that you're right. He should fight Nate. And I just think both of them are, are on skids. Yes. You know, like uh, you, Connor is such a cash cow for the UFC. Like, why send him in there to a fight he's going to lose? I, I, I think, Chandler. That's a I, tough, think, I think Chandler's going to destroy him. It's a tough fight, him. but Chandler is willing to engage with him on his terms. And if you know Connor, if you're gonna stand with him, he has a chance. Right. Right. So. But the I, weight different is. Well, I guess Chandler's Connor's pretty big have now. To go up. Connor wants him to fight him at 70. See, Chandler's smart, because Chandler called him out in the octagon afterwards in Arizona. Yeah, you were there. Call out. And, uh, but he called him out at 170. So he put a little right. bit of sprinkle over the top of that ice cream sundae. Right. Like, hey, I'll fight you, but I'll also fight you up if you want me to fight you up. Right. And. Uh, that that bodes well for Connor because like he, he fought Cowboy at one seventy. He did and and and, and shoulder bumped him out of the right, world. right, right. And and Cowboy's a, a natural lightweight. Yes, he's a lightweight too. Ch Chandler's, Chandler's a, lightweight. a natural lightweight. So he's, and, he's and, fighting and, at one seventy, but <laughs> fighting lightweights up a weight class. So is Masvidal. Masvidal's a natural lightweight. But he seems like he's gotten bigger, and I would not want to see Connor versus Masvidal. That's Why? a bad matchup. Bad. Masvidal's a, that dude can box. Okay. Like, I know Usman knocked him silly, but he can box. Like Usman was able to knock him out because he was worried about the takedowns. The takedowns, too. And right. getting clinched. Because in the first fight, he got, like, so right. stymied with the clinch that he was a little bit. But, I mean, he got hit hard. And yeah. He got hit hard. Yeah, he got yeah. hit hard. And that's and then you can see that because they poured water on his head. And you, is, that, was, is there any merit to that? Dude, anytime I got rocked, 
I'm like, pour water, pour water on my face. Like, pour the cold water to, like, try to bring me back. Wow. Every time. I would do it to Rockhold. When Rockhold was fighting uh, Chris Weidman, he was, like, exhausted. So I'm, like, splashing this ice-cold water on his head and, like, rubbing it in his head to try to, like, help you recoup. Because cold water does something to you when it, like... <laughs> It yeah. shocks you a little bit. Yeah. Now we got Rock Holden with Costa coming up. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants Costa. He wants that fight. Yeah. He. I, I was like, initially, I was like, why? I was like, this dude's like powerful. Like, you've been knocked out. Like, what? Right. Do you, he's like, I'm gonna kill him. He's like, I'm gonna kill him. I know I can kill him. Yeah, I'm gonna it, beat his dude, ass. Dude, what what was that situation with Paulo Costa? And they kept changing the fucking weight, where it was like it was he, too can't, heavy. he can't make weight. He and, was so big. He was like, he showed up to the uh, fight week. I think he was like 210 pounds. Yeah, and Vittoria was just cool about <laughs> He's fighting yeah. 186. Him and yeah. Yoel Yo Romero would be a good matchup, right? Acosta and Yoel Romero. Romero's in Bellator now. Um, mm. but, uh, but, dude, like, Vittoria, like, how cool was Vittoria about that? Like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, so now we're going up to catch it. Oh, now we're at lightweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, light, yeah. light heavyweight. Vittoria just was like, I want the fight. But, like, yeah. that's crazy because Vittori's not, like, a cool guy. Like, Vittori's not, like, cool about anything. He's always mad. <laughs> Marvin's, like, the maddest human being you've ever met in your life. He's, like, <laughs> he's, like mad about everything. You can't say, don't say anything about him on your podcast because then he's going to get you. Yeah. Right? He said, he's just, like, a mad, angry guy. He was mad at me for not putting him in the video game for a long time. He's like, DC, put me in the game. Wow. I'm like, Marvin, I don't. This is not a singular decision. There's a company called EA Sports. Right. <laughs> Call them. Like, I don't just say, hey, I want Marvin Vittori in the game. But he's like mad. Like, so, but he's actually sweetheart face to face. But he was like, if you don't, he thought that I, I was unfair to him when I called this fight with right. Edison. He's like, Ugh. right. He's like, Marvin's that guy, right? So for I, him, the way he handled that was. I was there for that one and fucked it. <laughs> I, I thought that Vittori was going to be able to to take down Adesanya and hold him there. Not even close. He got fucking made to look like just... Nobody did it. Like, nobody did it. Nobody got done worse than Costa by Adesanya. Yeah, oh, that was true. bad. You like yeah. Adesanya? Uh, yeah, for sure. Adesanya's the man, isn't he? He's the man. And he's very yeah. well thought out in his, like, post-conference after. He's the like, man, bro. He's, like, got this star quality about he, him. He, he is. It, it, like, he pushes it a little bit hard with, uh, you know, the, the overconfidence. But that's the fight game. It, it, well, that's the yeah. fight game. You, you have you know? to be like that. I mean, if you're yeah, but go not and... telling you. Don't, you don't have to be, like, super. Again, right. he doesn't play it in the middle. But he's confident. But, like, when, when he got Paulo Costa and Costa falls face down and he, like, jumps behind him, like, I mean, come right. on, dude. Like, don't do him like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't do him like that, man. It, it, it's better than what Mazvinov did to, uh, to Askren. To Askren. Oh, Jared, that was God. not necessary, let alone super do. necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, I mean, like, that thrill that comes to you after you fucking win is, like... How do you express that? Like, Bro. Dana White was giving uh, Michael Chandler shit for doing backflips. He's like, enough of the yeah. backflips. Like, he did four of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 One, one does it. But, like, what do you do? You, I mean, all that comes to you. You're <laughs> like, you have to, like, express yourself. So, you're I mean, just, like, going crazy. Yeah. Now, now, here's something. That, one thing about Chandler, though, that I was surprised yeah. at, he didn't do any follow-up shots, which is... Right. The, the him For him to be able to control himself in that moment, because, like, when you get a guy down, you jump on him and you start pounding their right, face. Right, like, that was the most vicious <laughs> night. If ever there was one to not follow up... Like, <laughs> but, I mean, he was... But the, the, remember with Ronda, when Holly Holm kicked Ronda, yeah. and then she, like, jumped on it? Ronda's like this, and Holly's right. like... Boom, yeah, boom, yeah. Boom. I mean, that's the thing, man, these follow-up shots, like... I can't help but but feel like man, what what is it in a person that can that, that makes it possible? Like like there's some it's disturbing when yeah. someone's completely unconscious and you're just trying to punch them. Even well, because more. you're you're just like trained. Right. I did it. I, I did it in practice one time. The guy that the guy that was in <laughs> practice like he was like he was training with us. He was in my weight, but we weren't gonna fight. But we were training. And I was like. First time at the gym, I got to really show this dude that he can't come in here and beat me. So I hit him with a shot to the body, and he fell down, and I jumped on him to finish him. And Bob's like, Daniel, you crazy son of a bitch. Everybody's like opening the cage. They came and threw me down off of him. I was like finishing the dude. Man. It gets crazy in that gym, man. And then there's other times, too, when I think, especially like early in the card when there's not that many people there. But so it's like so calm of a, you know, but but one guy will get the better of the other guy and the other guy and he's hurt and then it's swarming on him and then the place turns into like some kind of Roman Coliseum <laughs> yes, and I'm does. just like, 
I just, I, I, I have this feeling come over me like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> we're crazy. Like, yeah, we're like, crazy. That's why we look, that's why we watch Jackass. Right. We, <laughs> reality is we kind of want to see you guys get hurt. There's something. Like, it's just the truth. <laughs> hey, you it's wanna just see a knockout, the truth. You know, like, you wanna... Is somebody going to get hurt? Like, is it like, it's can these same... guys, how far can these guys push it before right. they get hurt? Right. It's the same as like when there's an accident in the road and everybody, everybody slows stops. down. Even grandma. Everybody stops. Yeah. And we watch it on TV. You, you see like random shit on YouTube. You like watching uh, bear attacks or like lion yeah. attacks. Somebody's getting bit by a freaking dog. Like you're like, oh my yeah. God, this is just crazy. Yeah. It was like, you watch it. It's like, that's who we are. We like, we're like drawn to it from the olden days when they stuck people in there with those swords in the Coliseum and they yeah, were killing each other. With the lions. With the lions. <laughs> yeah. And they were always, yeah. it was the most exciting day that. Uh, Steve would have been at the prelims for those Steve fights. Steve would have been at the prelims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Celebrity shot. There's Steve right there. Nobody else in the arena. They so get, we get Steve O's celebrity shot at the very beginning of the night. So when he goes up there, it's like, nope. Oh, wow, he was there since this morning. Seven hours it takes commitment. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like it texting takes seven him. Seven hours. I'm Jake. like texting him a question, and he's like sending me a picture of the fight. I'm like, Bro, I need an it's the prelims, dude. <laughs> seven he's hours. Like, I don't even care, dude. Like, yeah. he's he's in. I you like doing that, though, Steve. How many of those guys that you see at the beginning, and you're like, yo, this dude's in the main event. I remember when I saw this right. dude on the prelims. Yeah. How many have? Do you remember any of them like that? Ah, uh, I mean, dude. Was it uh, Kevin Holland? I think I, I was in the Apex on his Contender Series. See? Like that. Oh, and wow. then all of a sudden, he goes on that massive run in 2020. And you're like, wow. Right. I've seen this dude's whole journey. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. I liked when they put Cowboy in the prelims. I mean, that made sense. They, they, they put him in a fight before the main event. Yeah, it's, a, it's the prelim main event. Right? So that's the like featured the, prelim. the featured yeah. prelim. If, you wanna be, if you're going to be on the prelim, you want to be the very last one. Because that's the name that's supposed to propel you into buying the pay-per-view if you're on the fence. Yeah. You get to see a familiar name like Cowboy yeah. fight for free. Ah, I'm going to go see. If they if he's here, then what do they have on that pay-per-view mm. right, to mm-hmm. make sure that he's here? But, dude, more and more, like, I remember uh, turning on the fight pass prelims <laughs> on, 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 on some pay-per-view night. And it was like all ranked fighters yeah. on the fight pass prelims. I was like, what the hell? Nuts. Nuts. Some of these pay-per-views are nuts. Dude, and, and I remember when um, when Darren Till was fighting against um, Tyron Woodley in Dallas. Oh, God, that was a great one. Irene Aldana, I think, was, <laughs> uh, was like a, one of the fight pass prelims. And uh, my girl and I show up for the very first fight, <laughs> right? We flew to Dallas just for that. We sit down for the very first fight, and Anthony Kiedis is already in his seat. <laughs> he, he doesn't miss either. Dude, <laughs> Anthony Kiedis, the Red Hot Chili Peppers man, he is the gnarliest fan. I remember thinking, too, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm going to sit down next to Anthony Kiedis right here, you know, and, and I'm not going to bug the guy. I'm not going to annoy the guy. I'm just going to shut up and mind my own business, you know? Yeah. As soon as I sit down, he's like, hey, what, what do you think of this? What do you think? <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't. <laughs> That's his deal. Dude. Yeah. What, we, we're just hanging out, talking. He's and, the and, best. Dude, six fucking hours. Six straight hours. We sat there just wow. shooting shit, talking, fighting Amazing. with Anthony Kiedis. Have you met him before that? And then it's like, he's like... I'd never met him before that, wow. no. Cool. Never met him. And it's like, you think like, fuck, this dude's a red hot chili pepper. It's like, I'm, just, I'm, yeah. gonna leave. I'm not going like, to bother DC, him. He's like, DC, what up? He's like, yo! <laughs> I'm like, yes! He's like, <laughs> That's crazy. We went to... Me and my wife were in Brooklyn, I think, when Nate Diaz fought Connor. Yeah. So... My seat is right next to Connor's family, which is so unfortunate because you can't cheer. It's like you, you, if you're rooting for Nate, you can't cheer. You're uh-huh. just kind of stuck. Me and my wife, who doesn't give a fuck? Though? She's like, she likes, she doesn't. If she likes Nate, she likes Nate. So she's like, I'm cheering for Nate regardless. But I sit next to Gordon Ramsay. Right? Yes. I've been watching this dude on Hell's Kitchen my yeah. whole life, right? And he's like. Hey, DZ, DZ. So I'm like, all right. So so I make a conscious decision <laughs> that I'm going to answer every question that Gordon Ramsay sure. asked me, if by chance he asked more than one. So he continues to ask. <laughs> so then I want to go to Hell's Kitchen in Vegas. I'm like, 
I got Gordon Ramsay's number. I'm a Texas dude. Yeah, so he paid off. That was the payoff. I go? answered all of his fight questions. Yes, he got me in the Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> there you go. And guess what? The Beef Wellington is not that good. He'd be pissed off. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? That's, yeah. his, that's his specialty that's dish. That's his specialty dish. <laughs> I, I, get be beef, I get Beef Wellington because of Gordon Ramsay. Do you like it? I mean, no. Is, is he going to be pissed? <laughs> Wait, would he be pissed about the Beef Wellington or would he be pissed at you for saying that? No, no, no. He'll be pissed at because you know when they make the Beef Wellington, it's his signature dish. He wants it yeah. great. Yeah. They, 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 the one I had was not great. He would say, mm. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, DC. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. DC. Yeah. That's shit. how it's supposed to taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to taste like your right. burnt-ass barbecue. Uh -huh. you know? <laughs> yeah, he goes at it with people. Right. Yeah, he's hey. the man, though. He's the man. You're, you're not eating the beef Wellington when you're trying to fight at light heavyweight. No. Well, I have I have nutritionists in. I have guys that live in my house, cook every meal. They watch wow. everything when I was making light heavyweight. When you're done with making weight and the fight's over, what's your go-to meal? So it was a very difficult thing because initially we could take IVs and then they banned them. They banned IVs saying that you could hide steroids or something in the IV. I don't know what the hell they were hmm. talking about. I was like, I just want the IV so that I don't shit myself for two hours after <laughs> making weight. Because the moment you have been that dehydrated, you eat and drink and everything wants to come right back out of you. You're like sick. It upsets your stomach. But if you take the IV, all the fluid goes directly yeah. into your body instead of through the belly. So then you're like, fine. But once they banned that, I had this, like, we had these three drinks uh, for my nutritionist. It was one was like the first, it was like these essential waters. They're like this big. Drink that one. Uh, it's like, a, I think it's a liter and a half. I don't know how big they are, but like, uh, it was all, it was so salty and gross. And then the second one was less salt with a little bit of a uh, protein. So it tasted a little better. And the third one was all the sugars. So it was like super sweet and good. But before I could eat anything, I had to make sure I got down all that freaking, it was like a gallon of, of fluids to make sure that I didn't have all that runny stomach. But then after that, I would uh, I would have these massive dinners on Friday night with all my family and we, I'd eat steak every time because that's yeah. what you're going on. Like you're not going on the meal at 4 <coughs> p.m. on Saturday. You're going on that food from the night before that you digest and it's in your system yeah. and that's Point, what you're going to fight protein. on. Yes, that's what you're going to fight on. Um, I, I had an idea that uh, I asked Chuck Liddell about and he, he he thinks it's a great idea. Yeah. When you're at the... Uh, what do you call it? Like the check-ins? The prep point. The, the prep point. They're yeah. putting the Vaseline on your face. You know, like... Uh, yeah. Why not have that prep point be... An, an actual scale it wouldn't add any time oh. but then you could then you then you would know how much weight the fighter put back on since weighing in <laughs> we ain't doing that people we ain't doing that <laughs> well, no, wouldn't, wouldn't it be i want to know what i weigh i want to just go out there what if you're heavy like what if you, dude one time it was bad so you got to manage the weight down so like when i would fight at 205 i would work hard to get to like 225 and then train there for like a month then so I'd never get back over 222, 223 on fight night. Well, when I fought Rumble Johnson, like there's a bit of a night. <sighs> God, I always have to address this. There's a bit of a false idea that I grabbed the towel to make the weight. Okay. I, I, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, there's these rumors, right? <laughs> yeah, I tried to start these rumors that I this. may have touched a towel. I didn't touch a towel. But if I did touch the towel, I mean, it's there. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you leaned you on you it. You didn't put any weight on the I towel. Know, I didn't put any. I was dehydrated. I needed something yeah. to help me get up onto the scale. Then I took my hands off. But um, anyways, I didn't manage my weight as well that time. So I was heavy. I was like 230 coming down. When I stepped into the scale to fight Rumble, I weighed 234 pounds. Could not believe that I gained almost 30 pounds overnight. Wow. I felt like just bloated, fat, terrible. When I was in shape, I would fight around 222, 223. But a lot of times, like, I wouldn't want to get on the scale because I knew I'd be like, what if I'm heavy? And that kind of played a little bit of a All trick right. on me when I when I went in there that night. But that's really interesting that you're saying that, like, you don't want to know. But as a fan, wouldn't you be fascinated to know how much... The Everybody fight, put how on much, a lot. Like, yeah, like, I mean, unless you're well, Chandler said he weighed 173 pounds when he stepped into the octagon with Tony Ferguson. 17 pounds. He looks huge, though. He looked huge. Right. So, so, so if, if you just, like, if, if, you're, if you're Dana, yeah. if, if, if you're the boss, then, and you think, man, that might be something that's compelling that would, would be, like, 
interesting to the fans. They they would enjoy it. It would add entertainment. Yeah. Then would, would you think put a scale at the check-in? I mean, you could put the scale at the check-in, but I just don't know if you... What if like a heavyweight's like three hundred pounds, two ninety five? Like seriously, that's that's interesting. So you think you think put a scale at the prep point, they step on to get all that on, but it's just not gonna be right weights, right? Because the guy they're touching you, they're it mess. So if they do by chance touch you, it could affect the weight shown on the scale, right? But so you don't want to really be touching anything when you're on the scale, right. even though. I only Especially touched a towel. it. Yeah. I only touched it in order to get myself up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You don't want to really be touching anything. It might mess with the scale. I, I, I love that so much. All right. Well, I mean, dude, I, 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 uh, I think just a question that I, that I got to ask more people. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm probably because I've never heard anybody else suggest that. No, yeah, it's and, a different. And, and 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 I don't think it would ever like. It's not like changing the judging or open scoring. No, it's it's not. just it's just a piece of information. It, like and another thing I think would I think you should always have live odds be part of every beginning of the round. Like the live odds they, only happen. See, so the live odds can almost be viewed a little bit like open scoring. Right, huh? because they're telling you right. who they think is winning. Right. Right, so that might be a nice little medium for mm. instead of right. going all the way to open score and show the live odds. Now, I don't disagree with that. I, I mean, I, I love very, it. I, some, so randomly, like, we'll ask Anik, like, what are the live odds? And he'll say it. Yeah. But I think that's just because you love this shit so much. It's like you want to know <laughs> everything about it. Like. Right. <laughs> I think... Uh, I mean, because I, sometimes they'll they'll say, "Oh, and the live odds have changed this way." Yeah. I mean, like like it's 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 uh, mandatory always. You see the what the odds I are like going that into one. the fight. I like that one. I like that one a little. Yeah, more than the scale, but I like that one a yeah. lot. That was actually that was that's a good idea. I'll I'll run that by my guy, the <laughs> producer. Dude, did you know that um, that um, when when. Uh, we went over to to ESPN from Fox. Yeah. That I'm. It's Saturday, Saturday night's the fight, but I got my tour. I'm like I'm on stage doing my shows on tour, yeah. so I gotta wait until I get back to the hotel and then I watch it on the video on demand. But 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 I, I go to ESPN Plus to the video on demand after the fights already happened, and the thumbnails got the person who won the fight <laughs> like celebrating, Dead. and I'm like, dude, the only reason <laughs> the only reason I'm going to 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 this fucking page is because I want to watch the fights because I haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah, I'm but I don't want to know. I don't want he, spoilers. I, he would call me into the room to push the button so he didn't have to look at it. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and dude, I, I went off, man. I thought I like I, I DM Dana. I was like, Dana, dude, I'm fucking like. <laughs> God, what the fuck? And, and, and Dana says, uh, I, I sent your, uh, you know, I, 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 I sent your message to the president of ESPN and the number two at Disney, and and they're on it. And ever since then, they don't do that. They anymore. don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, you see, my I, boy's I, bringing I, out change. You brought him out some change. Yeah. <laughs> it took one spoiler. He was pissed. He's I like, fixed you. That spoilers, man. <laughs> You don't yeah. want to see that shit. So happy to fucking to fix that shit. That's amazing. That is actually amazing. Have you talked to the UFC at all, Steve, about like doing something, some kind of commentating, some kind of pre-fight, I mean, post-fight interview? No, me commentating on a fight, dude. These guys are, are absolute fucking. Sure, not well, commentating. We did a Snoopcast a little bit ago, and that was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, I think that there's something, and and uh, I'm talking to a couple people about some kind of original programming for UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, some kind of a of a of a show that doesn't interfere with the actual events. Could you, you imagine know? being a part of the show? I think that's honestly what's saving me and this <coughs> thing and all of the guys now that are retiring, that's what's saving us, right? We're still a part of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't miss anything. Like yeah. people are still going, hey DC, DC, picture, picture, picture. Dude, it's the yeah. same, right? It's like you don't you just don't get to feel the rush of the fight. Dude, were you coming? Oh, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. I was Steve. just on a flight to Hawaii. I had to text Bisping. I, I, I sent him this text. I said, "Dude, that, like, I've got to thank you because on this flight to Hawaii, on the American Airlines video on demand, they got your Bisping documentary. Was it good? It is fucking fantastic. Really? Yeah. 
It, it opens up and it's like the fucking universal, like a full, like, dude, it's such a great production, man. And I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he's doing good. Bisping is doing His book's really good, too. No one in the world has had a career turnaround like Michael Bisping. Like, dude, the dude fucking became the champion with one <laughs> eye. And became the good guy, kind of. Do you remember, like, when he fought Dan Henderson, how yeah. bad you wanted him to get beat? Uh-huh. God, I want this little British son of a gun to get beat so bad. And then yeah. he gets starched, and you're like, yes! But then at the end, you're kind of, like, mad because he knocked out Luke. And I'm like, God, he just knocked out my boy. But yeah, but then he's if drinking it's going to be beers. anybody, like, but if it's going to be anybody, right? Kind of happy for Bisping. It's like, it was yeah. a weird thing, you know? Like, but then he's drinking beers in the effort. press conference talking shit, more yeah. shit. Oh, you know? God. Like, yeah, of course I'm drunk. I'm in Las Vegas. Of course I'm drunk. I love him so much. And, and, and you know, I, I love, too, that when you guys are calling fights, the way that... Like, like, I, I just think that you handle the balance of, like... Just hanging out, having a good time, yeah. being like serious analysts, fucking with each other a little bit, joking around, like not taking it too seriously, but not, you know. It's yeah, just, yeah, for sure. And he's, you guys are so fucking funny, particularly Bisping. Bisping's out of his mind. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he says anything, bro. Sometimes like <laughs> we'd be at Fox working together, and like we'd be off air, but you know the camera, the, the like the speakers are all, it's always on. Yeah. So he's saying crazy shit. I'm like, yo, chill. You're gonna get fired, <laughs> and then you're gonna get me fired with you because I'm mad at the shit you're saying. Like, bro, like you're gonna sink both of us and our families if you don't stop acting like Michael Bisping right now. Dad, you're you're sorry to cut you off, but uh, you're a fan of wrestling, correct? Oh yeah, I love well, it. Wait, wait, what? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no WWF, oh, yeah. WWE, oh, WWE. There you go. And, that was important. Yeah, yeah, no, you're a wrestler, um, but you're a fan of uh, like wrestling and and the theatrics of it. Do you think that like the trash talking, the shit talking, is a good thing for UFC? Or because I saw I saw an article saying that it's hurting the UFC, but. It's not. I think I think it's helping it, you know. And it's I just not. want to know your take because when you went in there with Brock Lesnar, that was entertaining. It was amazing. Well, when, when, God, when, when, when he shoved you, oh, we did not get the payoff. We just when, didn't get the payoff. When, when he shoved you after you fought Stipe, yeah, and took that moment from you and it, fucking shoved you like that, I was not fucking happy with Brock. Mike, Lesnar. did you see my coach push him? My coach <laughs> is like five three. He runs for pushes Brock. They was like, "What are you doing?" And I think after he pushed Brock, he realized, "Oh shit, I just pushed Brock Lesnar." <laughs> yeah. Brock like looked over at him and he panicked. Yeah. But um. It was like it was like a made-for-TV moment, like him coming in there and all that, like, and uh, we just didn't get to fight because Brock, yeah. like, but I mean, it was like it I was mean, a talk about one. a PED guy. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God, Brock! <laughs> no, Brock. Don't gonna, be, don't gonna be mad at John. I'm like, I'm like trying to sign up for the Brock Lesnar fight. <laughs> you're yeah, mad yeah. at Jones, right? But you're trying to like gold Brock Lesnar to put him back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so that's so classic. Man. Brock's the man, though. Like, have you ever met Brock? I, I haven't, but bro, uh, he's but so he, nice. What is he like? Six five, three hundred. Huge. He's massive, and bro, like the sweetest person you've ever met. For sure, unbelievable. We went to we went to, so we we go to uh, Hell in the Cell here in Los Angeles a while back. Me, my wife, and my children. What's Hell in the Cell? Undertaker Brock at Los Angeles. Okay. It, was at, it was at the uh, the Crypto.com Arena now, uh, okay. Staples Center, and. Uh, so it's a WWE event. WWE event. Okay. Brock walks out. Then the Undertaker comes out. Selena goes, who's that old man? I go, yo, it's the Undertaker. She's like, that's the Undertaker? She's like, how old is he? And I was like, in his 50s. He's got to be in his 50s. Mm-hmm. They wrestle. We go in the back. Brock takes photos of my children. As we're driving home, because my kids had school in the morning and ended late, uh, Brock calls on the phone. And he's like, little Daniel, did you enjoy it? And he's like telling me, he's like, I'm four drinks down already you know feeling good <laughs> he's the nicest dude bro like you mm. would never imagine it once you know brock lesnar you know brock lesnar like when i fought jones at ufc 200 uh it broke that he was going to be fighting i was like yo i heard rumors so i go are you fighting and he goes he didn't tell me and he then then when they broke that he was fighting he goes he texted me Merry Christmas, mother. You know, you know pay-per-views are going to be sold out to the roof now. <laughs> right, right. You got a Brock Lesnar Christmas is what he told me, right? Wow. Just like he's a sweetheart of a guy, man. Dude, did you see him throw Wee Man through the table? Dude. <laughs> yes, dude. I love, I love, like, I love, this is something that you and I are going to talk about on my podcast, but I love when you guys do The WWE shit, it, crazy. And, uh, it's yeah, crazy. It, 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 it's wild, man. It's wild, it, it, and you you guys will take bumps like that's crazy taking bumps, it hurts. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I, I got beat into a blackout. And, yeah. And, uh, Against I, Umaga? Umaga, yeah. I don't remember leaving the ring. That so, was me with Jones. Yeah. The same thing, my head. Do you remember coming to at a certain point during that? Um, I remember coming to in, like, the control room of the fucking... You know, not even coming to because you're walking around. Like, I just don't remember leaving the ring. Yeah. They didn't even show me leave the ring on the broadcast. It, it just got fucking dark. Jesus you know? like, Christ. Uh, they, they, they just, like, went to... The, the graphic comes over. He's, yeah. still, he's still fucking dropping all those. Oh, my God. Did, did you talk to Umaga after that at all? I did. He, he was cool, man. He was super cool. Um, <laughs> what, uh... I mean, dude, we, 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 should, we should wrap it up and, and do your podcast, but um, you're in pretty good, like, I know that you had, like, knee surgery and shit. Yeah, yeah, Like, uh, like how's your overall health? Or- good. My back is, my back's jacked really bad. Like, that's how I knew it was kind of over. I should have stopped after I beat Derek Lewis in New York City. Um, I woke up on fight day, and I was going to go for my morning run, and I sneezed. And I threw my back out. Oh. I was like, okay, I'm too old to be doing this now. Right? Like, I sneezed. Yeah, I and think it threw I heard my you back say out. That too, I, like, I was like, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, this yeah. it's pretty much over. And so uh, the UFC literally, like, pieced me together enough to go and fight that night. But the reality was, I knew he couldn't wrestle. So I was like, I can beat this dude even if I'm not great. Yeah. Because he can't wrestle. So I was able to go out there and beat him. I should have stopped. I shouldn't have, because then I had back surgery like a month later. When you have back surgery, it's yeah. you're done. Yeah, you're done. I got old man. I, I think I still believe to this day if I fought Stipe Miocic in my 30s, mid 30s, I, I would have beat him every time. Just in terms of skills, I think that guy would have beat him. Jones, I didn't right. Like, and I was in my like as prime as I could be. Right, he beat me at 36, then he beat me at 38. Or thirty, yeah, thirty-eight. So I was still physically <clears throat> pretty good. Was Jones gonna fight Stipe? Is that the this might be the fight that's gonna happen talking next? Talking about it, but I mean, dude, if they do an interim title, that it, makes sense. It, it needs to be those two. Yeah, it really does. It mm. should be Jones and Stipe. Mm. Yeah, Exciting. that uh, that way. Yeah, that, that that makes all the sense. You're gonna go. Way. I mean, I, like, I'll sit next to you because I'm not gonna call the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you uh, think wins that? I mean, when they, I think, I think I they they've already got odds on it, and it's Jones. I think so Jones. Be, I think Jones beats Miocic. Yeah, because honestly, I think Stipe is a fantastic champion, a great fighter. But being in there with him three times, like, I just feel like if I wasn't forty in, you know, I, I beat right. him at 39, 40, and forty-one. I feel like if I wasn't 39, 40, and 41, yeah. it would not have been the most difficult fight for me. He, Stipe beat Nganu on that first fight against Nganu because Nganu didn't know how to wrestle. Didn't know how to wrestle. And Jones does know how to wrestle. Plus, Jones can stay from, you know, from at, at range, range and yep. pick, pick him apart with his length. And, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's why you're going to have the odds in favor of Jones. Hmm. Is Jones not like pretty out of practice? I mean, obviously he's he has not practicing, but he hasn't years. fought yeah, yeah. in so long. Yeah, it's but been a while. Again, but, then, but then again, dude, he's just this anomaly. Right, he has so a bit of an anomaly. John he's Jones, hard to fight. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's really difficult to figure out because he's so big and long. Now, at heavyweight, all those advantages will be less pronounced because, right. I mean, I'm 5'10", right? right? He's 6'4", yeah. with an 84-inch reach. So for me to get to him, I got to go through a lot just to get into range. Right. But that's with anybody. Anybody, yeah. but but when you got a guy that has those tools with yeah. that range, it makes him more difficult. So I think that that's where that's where people have struggled. I think that's why he also took a break, right? Because those guys are starting to kind of figure out a path, right? Because he's not the most aggressive guy, right? So if you play it a little he, bit slower, in the beginning fight, he was right in the beginning, right? Yeah. But as he started to fight those big dudes like like Anthony Smith, uh, uh, the Brazilian guy. Um, oh, uh, Tiago. Tiago, yeah, Tiago uh-huh. Santos, and then um, and then Dominic Dominic Reyes. Those big dudes were just like okay, standing out there, just kind of right. flicking kicks and not really like engaging with him because they didn't have to. And so right. he got really really close, and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna now I can go to heavyweight because." The victories at light heavyweight are becoming super difficult <clears throat> because these guys have kind of, kind of figured out how to fight me. Right. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's... he's, he's you he's, met him? Yeah, I mean, like, I got a... Uh, I, I was doing a show in Albuquerque, and, and they, they uh, the, the, just the venue manager says, Hey, John Jones is here, wants to meet you. I said, fuck yeah, <laughs> come on back, you know? 
And uh, I, uh, you know, like he, he watched my show, it was super nice. And, uh, and then uh, some time after that, it was right when he came up with this care project. Now he's gonna like change. And he's like, hey, like come out to Albuquerque. And he's, I'm saying, fuck yeah, you know, I go out there, we kind of became buddies. And at a certain point, he just went dark on me, you know, yeah. like, and I couldn't figure it out. Like, uh, you know, and so I don't, I don't know what his deal is. And it's like, you know, yeah. He, so uh, that's how it is. Like I talk, I, that's how it with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like we'll be like talking for a lot. Like we're and then we just, it just takes a while to talk again. Like, it's, it's not even like that though. I don't know. I think that, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm not even sure what happened, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, because I was doing this thing where I was trying to get cauliflower ear, you know, you know what, I'll tell you that, I'll tell that story on your podcast, you're, you're, uh, you're, we'll tell that story on your podcast, so right now we can take all of the people who are listening to this and send them to the DC podcast, and how new is it? This is the first episode. The first oh, episode. I'm not doing it unless I I, I said I want to do it with Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> I said I want yeah. my guy as the very first. It. So it's, it's not the first thing on my channel, but it's the first time I'm doing this particular thing. It's great. Deal. Yeah, and I'm dude, excited it's, it's about unbelievable. it. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm so grateful for, for what this podcast has done just for me, man. It's it's fun. I get to like, talk to super interesting people every week. And it, it makes like real money. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's and amazing. It, it, uh, <laughs> it, it promotes my shows. You know, yeah. like I got like it, it's just done great things. So everybody, I'm, I'm gonna say fucking for the YouTube people, click here. Yep, <laughs> Daniel Cormier, YouTube.com/slash. Daniel DC Cormier. There it yep, is. There like it and is. subscribe. Make sure. Dad, we're give my boy, tell, tell all your people, come follow you on. Yeah, come on, give your boy a like over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. Everyone fucking check out me in DC on, on unfastened, multifaceted. 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 Yes. All right, dude. Thank you so Let's much, go. man. That was awesome. My beloved street team, you might have noticed that for those of you watching on YouTube, nothing popped up on the screen when I said click here. Maybe nothing's going to pop up because DC hasn't put his podcast out yet. But when he does, baby, it's going to be right here. <laughs> so I, I don't want to chew up more than 20 seconds, that, but thank you. And uh, give DC some love if you would. Bye-bye, guys. Oh, and we're number one on Netflix. You. <laughs>